United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joining me now, Dr. Carla Freeman is senior China expert at the United States Institute of Peace. She's with me on the new special report from the Institute, China and Strategic Instability in Space, Pathways to Peace in an Era of U.S.-China Strategic Competition. Dr. Freeman is one of the authors and here to discuss. Dr. Freeman, good morning. Good morning. Really great to have you. So uh, we've learned a lot about China and space and the sort of next frontier of potential conflict. Yes, uh, it is a new frontier uh, for the two countries, both the United States and China. Uh, the uh, outer space technology is such that it's available widely now to a whole range of international actors uh, for both con- commercial and military uses. And you have an environment that's increasingly uh, con- congested with actors, competitive with private and uh, and state actors, and uh, where the U.S. and China are concerned, uh, increasingly uh, increasingly contested. I mean, the United States for so long has sort of rested on their laurels with regard to space, like we own it because we were out there first. Um, and maybe Americans had a certain complacency about it. But as you say, now there's this all this international competition. Everyone's going to the moon. It's all the rage. And looking at the other planets and what some of the potentials there are. And there's not, um, there's not a body of international law that really governs this. Well, there are some, uh, some international uh, treaties that do help govern space. But they were all established during the uh, Cold War period, and they are quite outdated. They Mm -hmm. have not kept up with the many uses of space. And as you described, everybody's going there. Uh, So it is a place that uh, needs uh, some new rules and norms uh, to manage a very, very precious uh, environment for the future. And Dr. Freeman, would you say the U.S. and China are the preeminent nations uh, in space right now? Yes, I think that the Chinese have surpassed the Russians in space uh, capabilities and are now uh, rivaling the U.S. uh, capabilities. We still have an edge. Uh, We are still uh, expected to hold that edge for a number of decades. But in some areas, the Chinese are, are really uh, developing new technologies and new uses of space that that uh, challenge our uh, what some people call our command of the space commons, and uh, we're in a new we're in a new world right now. And I don't mean to cast aspersions on China or bathe the U.S. in a virtuous light, but. Quite often, it seems China will not share their discoveries or knowledge from space. And the U.S. kind of at least makes gestures about it being like for the benefit of all mankind. Well, I mean, I think that is a, 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 another topic of discussion. The Chinese are, have a new uh, international space station. Uh, we're not part of that, uh, but uh, they have uh, extended their, their Beidou uh, satellite system to other countries' participation and are welcoming countries to use their space station. So in some ways, they are providing uh, some common, some, uh, common goods in, in space, uh, public, uh, global public goods in space. But the Chinese are not a transparent country. That is not a feature of their system. And, uh, and they also, their, their space program is run by their military. Uh, and so it is a, uh, a very different uh, kind of uh, a setup where uh, it, it, it is designed to protect China's 
China's national security foremost. Uh, and it's not it's not the same era where we were uh, we were taking the, the first steps on the moon. Uh, this is a very different environment where China's space program is emerging at a time when U.S. and China's uh, strategic competition is uh, is intensifying. And Dr. Freeman, what is the uh, nuclear concern it, it involved in this? Yes, this is one of the issues that we we focus on in this report. Uh, this idea of nuclear entanglement—it's a—it's a concept that was uh, was a, a voiced a couple of decades ago, uh, but uh, it is has not been given enough attention. Uh, basically, it, the idea is that uh, that the nuclear capabilities of the state are deeply intertwined or entangled with. Uh, countries' non-nuclear capabilities. Specifically, uh, the U.S. has uh, strategic nuclear warning capabilities and, and also uh, our, our, uh, our intelligence support, support for conventional uh, warfare. They're all intertangled, intertwined. Uh, and so that could lead, uh, if, if, uh, if, for example, uh, in a conventional war, uh, China was to uh, strike our uh, our. Uh, our our, uh, our satellites uh, that could trigger a nuclear response from the United States uh, and quickly escalate a conventional conflict to the nuclear domain. Not reassuring. No, so, <laughs> no. no. And, they, and, and, uh, and we're not engaged in strategic stability talks with, with China. Uh, so uh, this is something that uh, is, is a really important issue for uh, United States to take a look at. I mean, the Institute of Peace always concerns itself with uh, sort of de-escalating conflict. So what, what are some of the suggestions? Yes, we, uh, we have proposed, first of all, that the United States take some unilateral steps to, uh, in the case of, of nuclear entanglement, to uh, disentangle its, its nuclear and conventional uh, architectures in, in, uh, in space. And, uh, and that's something that we could work on. Uh, we, we also raised a number of other uh, issues uh, in this report. One is uh, the issue of DAS, ASAT, direct ascent anti-satellite testing, uh, which has been the source of a massive amount of debris uh, in space. Uh, a lot of that added by China in 2007 when it, it conducted an ASAT test. Uh, we, uh, the United States has unilaterally uh, launched a, a movement, a, a global movement to end uh, those, those types of debris-generating tests, and we've won a lot of support in the United Nations. Unfortunately, China's not on board with that effort. Uh, that's something we need, to, we need to encourage China to join. Uh, and then uh, there's also the issue of, of uh, mega constellations. Uh, we've we've seen uh, new t- satellite technologies allow uh, for micro small satellites in large constellations. Uh, these are uh, a really an exciting technology, but there's no management of these, and they could very quickly uh, become uh, so. Uh, there could be so many, and there are so many planned. Uh, not just by the by uh, by private companies all over the world, but also importantly by China, uh, that without rules to manage their deployment, uh, we could see uh, have impacts on the the night sky and uh, and and uh, also it's another another amount of clutter in uh, in space that mm. makes it difficult to conduct uh, you know uh, to use space in ways uh, to explore space and to use space in all of the ways that that new technologies allow us to.
God, I mean, they just keep reading about so much junk floating around in space. Exactly. So, so we really suggest that um, a, a modest step, but uh, first of all, just to do some research to better understand the impact of these mega constellations, and uh, and 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 that's something that we can also start uh, here at home and uh, encourage uh, potentially some joint uh, activities down the line uh, with other space powers, not just. Dr. Carla Freeman is senior China expert at the United States Institute of Peace. Dr. Freeman, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.